You're listening to episode 29 of the Teacher Innovator Podcast. In this episode, we're discussing why you need self-care in your daily routine. Hi, I'm Jamie Hand, Innovation Learning Coach, and I'm a part of a group of innovative educators who are looking to transform the way our students learn and in the process, rediscover our joy of teaching. This is the start of a new conversation about meaningful innovation that authentically transforms the way we teach. Innovation is not something we do, but rather is a way of being. We are teacher innovators, and there has never been a more exciting time to be an educator. I'm glad you're here. Self-care isn't just a one-time thing. Self-care doesn't happen only on summer break or over the winter break or even if you get a fall break. I think so many times as teachers, we're so used to putting everyone else's needs ahead of our own that we think of ourselves last. And we give everyone else everything we have, and then there's nothing left for ourselves. And we always think, oh, well, I'll get some rest on the weekend, or that's what summer break is for. But to be a teacher innovator, we must make self-care part of our daily routine. In fact, part of our teacher innovator framework, one of our pillars is be the best you. And there is no way you can be the best you without incorporating some self-care daily into your routine. So we're going to talk about a few strategies that can help you start creating these self-care routines. Because like I said, self-care isn't just your monthly massage or going to get your nails done. Yes, those can help your self-care, but you need a daily routine that helps and almost refuels you so that you have the energy to go back the next day and give your students the best you as possible. I've used this example before, but in elementary school, they talk a lot about being a bucket filler and filling everyone else's buckets. But the problem is they forget the most important bucket is your own. You have to fill your own bucket before you can fill everyone else's. Another example is on the airlines, the flight attendants, they instruct you to put on your oxygen mask first. So that is what you need to do. You have to put on your oxygen mask before you can help others, whether it's your students, your own family, the coworkers, everyone around you in your daily life, you have to take care of you so that you can be the best version of you and therefore go out and help the others around you. Okay, so our first strategy is create boundaries. Now, this is a big one because I know from experience as a teacher, you're always saying, yes, yes, I'll do that. 
Yes, I'll be on that committee. Yes, I will call the parents when it's convenient for them. We're always saying yes to get the things that we need to do done. But it doesn't have to be that way. I'm giving you permission. It is okay to create boundaries and to say no. Say, no, I don't do parent conferences past 5.30 p.m. Can we do it early in the morning the next day? Can we do it at lunchtime? Can we do it at 5 p.m.? Creating boundaries. Now, that's just an example. That may not work for you. You are going to have to know what boundaries you need to set. But as a teacher, we almost are pressured into just taking more and more and more on. And this is where, as a teacher innovator, we really need to step into our own power as a teacher innovator and begin to say no and to create these boundaries. It could be that you don't bring any work home, that you, once you leave your classroom, you don't take any papers to grade or anything with you. For some of you, that may work. For some of you, maybe that doesn't work. But you're going to have to decide what boundaries you need to set. Maybe it is eating your lunch in silence (laughs) or eating your lunch in the teacher's lounge. Whatever it may be for you, it is creating those boundaries of, okay, nope, I'm sitting eating lunch right now. I will deal with that in 20 minutes or what, whatever it may be. So as a teacher, you know, we feel like we have to keep doing and saying yes. And we feel like being busy is a normal thing, but it is okay to say no. Now, as uh, many of you know, my background that I was an elementary art teacher. And my first year when I was teaching in the classroom, I got asked to create all these posters. And at first I said yes, because I was like, okay, well I can do like a poster. But then it became not only the principal asking, but then it was um, others in the administration. Then it became teachers asking. Then it was the PTO asking for posters. And pretty soon all of my time was making up posters for the school. So I learned that I had to say no making posters, that was not part of my job description. Now, was I being helpful in helping these people? Yes. But could other people create posters too? Yes. And so I began to set up these boundaries. And for me, it came to a tipping point to when they then asked me to do a mural and even though I have an art background, a mural artist is not my talent. And I know that. And so I said, I was like, whoa, you do not want me to paint a mural. So that was the beginning of, wait, I need to say no to some of this. And as I became more comfortable and stood in my own power, most of the time after I said no, it wasn't a big deal. Like I said no to the PTO about making some posters and they were like, okay, we have a mom that can do it. So most of the time in our head, we have all these thoughts and we tell ourselves 
ourselves these stories that, oh, well, they're going to think this and they're going to look bad upon me. They're going to judge me if I don't do it. But a lot of that is just in our head. Like the my example with the PTO, they were completely fine with it. They were like, oh, okay, no problem. We'll find someone else. So a lot of times if you just say no, it turns out to be okay. So as a teacher innovator, you're going to have to decide what works for you and how you can start creating boundaries. Boundaries between your work time, your home life, and making time to take care of you. Now, our second strategy is creating some sort of daily self-care routine. Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting up and getting some type of movement through the day? If you're teaching virtually and you have Zoom or Google Meet meetings all day long, are you making time to get up and walk around? So it is important to make these things a part of your daily life. Now, if this is something new to you, the best thing, and I do this all the time, is use your phone to set reminder reminders or to set alarms to remind you to drink water, to get up and move. From Since I've been working at home, that has definitely helped me to make sure I'm not sitting four hours straight at my desk, that I do get up and I walk around. So it is important to look at how can you start incorporating these habits into your daily life? And once again, drinking water. I know as teachers, we limit the amount of water we drink, but we really, our bodies need water. We're made up of mostly water and your bodies need that water. So I know as teachers, we cut out the water, but it is very important to us. Creating some type of movement. If it's just getting up and walking around for a couple minutes or getting up and stretching um, or going for a walk at night, whatever that looks like for you, but getting up and moving your body. These are two ways that you can get started by creating a daily self-care routine. And then our third strategy is to create a space for rest and to decompress from your day. Now, once again, I'm going to give some suggestions here, but you're going to have to take this idea and make it work for you. But it is putting into your schedule time where you can just decompress to just let all the stress, all the anxiety go. And it can look many different ways. It could be just sitting in silence in your empty classroom just for two minutes before you leave. Just sitting in that silence and letting it all just decompress. It could be listening to your favorite song on the way home. When um, my last teaching in the classroom job, I had a 45-minute commute. So for me, that 45-minute driving time was my decompressing time. So where I would just let everything go because then I had two young, small children at home. So I knew as soon as I got home and walked in that door, I was right away back to being mom. So for me, having that drive time 
it actually helped me because that was my time where I could decompress, reflect upon the day. And many times I got some of my great best ideas in that drive time. So how can you create space? Remember, it could just be two minutes, just sitting in two minutes. I know another teacher where she had a very short commute, but she would actually do an extra drive around the block. And just that drive around the block was like her cue to decompress. Once again, before she walked into the door and had all of her, you know, all the family stuff then. So how can you find just a few moments where you can just sit, let everything go, and you can reflect upon the day? You can think about what went what went right, what maybe could have gone better, but don't just dwell in what could have done better, but also make time to reflect on the moments of joy and the moments of gratitude you have. Like, oh, I am so thankful we got through that language arts lesson and everyone was on task and highly engaged. Like, just making a moment where you can reflect and just be grateful and thankful. And it could be, I am so thankful that I was able to use my favorite coffee mug this morning. (laughs) You know, look for, if you're really having a tough time, look for those moments, those moments that bring you joy, those moments that you are thankful for. And even if it's small, like just using your favorite coffee cup. But once you focus on that, and acknowledge it, it is going to bring more joy and more gratitude to your awareness. Because what we focus on grows bigger. If you think, I've used this example before in an episode, but if you think of a mosquito bite, like when you know it's there, that's when it really itches. So same thing, when we focus our attention on moments of joy or moments of gratitude, that is going to expand for us. So when you create the space in your daily schedule, whether it's two minutes or your drive home, whatever it may be, not only reflect upon your day, but really focus on what were the joyful moments and what were those moments of gratitude. To wrap it up here, we need to create a daily self-care routine. We need to create self-care with purpose. So this, the purpose is so that you can be the best version of you. This self-care isn't a luxury. Self-care isn't just, oh, when I have time, or like we said, just on summer break. Self-care needs to be a daily routine. And our three strategies we talked about in this episode were create boundaries, incorporate a daily self-care routine for drinking water and creating movement with your body, and creating space to decompress and rest at the end of the day. I would love to know how you incorporate self-care into your daily teacher routine. You can find us over on Instagram at Jamie Hand Innovator. And if you found this episode of value, please leave a five-star review as that helps us reach more teacher innovators like you. And until next week, happy innovating.